the more specific, the better. And this applies mm-hmm. so much to the niche idea. We, we want to appeal to everybody. We want to be broad, but the broader you are, the less people feel like you're speaking to them. Mm-hmm. And when you're writing a poem, you want somebody to relate to it. So you try to be real vague in general, but that doesn't move anybody. It doesn't hit them emotionally. When you're describing like the hair was brown and curly and it doesn't matter that somebody who's reading it doesn't have brown curly hair, they relate to it when you bring in that very specific details and sensory things. And so learning that gave me this basis of understanding that niching down is very powerful. Hey, it's Chuck here, and I'm so glad that you're listening to this episode. And I just want to take this quick moment right now to let you know about our free collaborators toolkit. And this episode is all about partnership and collaboration. And our guests share many resources, tools, and things that you can use to make collaboration and partnership easier in your business. So if you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, this free Collaborators Toolkit is gonna contain the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. And these tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for, and they're gonna help you to solve everyday business challenges and access highly effective ideas that can help and grow your business exponentially. I know they've helped me and I know they're gonna help you as well. And the best part about these tools is that they're completely free. And our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to the show. So you can get access to all of the resources contained inside the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting the website at www.collaboratorsunite.com toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com toolkit. Go ahead and register today, get access to all the resources, and I'm going to see you on the inside. Now, here's the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Creative Collaboration Show. Chuck Anderson here, and this is the show where we inspire you to grow your business by no longer being a solopreneur and trying to do everything yourself, but to embrace the idea that by collaborating and partnering and working with others, you can grow your business much, much faster than you can on your own. And so we've got another great guest here for you today, especially. If you've ever struggled with the tech in your business, uh, and specifically around websites, funnels, shopping carts, payment systems, email, uh, and all of the above, uh, then you're definitely in the right place because my guest today is Carolyn Choate, and uh, she is definitely an expert in that field and someone that I have worked very closely with for the last couple of years and uh, was actually uh, a big part of our uh, success in in terms of the uh, assistance that she gave to us. So, Carolyn, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really excited to get to talk to you today. 
That's awesome. Yeah, and we don't talk that much uh, anymore. We used to talk much more frequently, but uh, this is what happens when you 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 do awesome things. Your business explodes the way yours has, and uh, and uh, and you've really kind of found that niche uh, of helping people, especially with uh, all of the things I mentioned: their tech, their marketing, all of that. So, you know, that's my introduction. And uh, I always try to keep the introductions fairly light. So how about if you tell your story, uh, introduce yourself to everyone, who you are, what you do, and we'll go from there. Oh, awesome. All right. Well, as you mentioned, I'm Carolyn, and um, I absolutely love tech and sales funnels, which was an unexpected discovery because I have a degree in poetry and creative writing. And I was the black sheep of my family because I was doing the creative stuff. And my family are all scientists and IT people. And so it was like, okay, I, I'm not a business person. I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm not a tech person. And I had those stories in my head. And I floundered for so long in life, just feeling like, there's nothing I'm good at. There's nothing I enjoy. I'm an entitled millennial brat who does not do real work. And so when I finally discovered that I loved sales funnels, it was like the heavens parted. It felt so amazing to finally be good at something, enjoy something. And now I get to do work that I absolutely love and support my family doing it, which is just like, I am living the dream. And that is the dream for a lot of people. It's exactly why a lot of people start their businesses because they're looking for a better life for them and their and their family. And uh, you know, finding that groove, finding that thing that you really enjoy is a process. We wish that we could just wave the magic wand and everything was instantly clear. And and there is clear, there there is a magic wand, so to speak, but and that is. Uh, deciding what it, you want to do and taking action towards it, and then it will manifest, which is exactly what it has done for you. So it's really, really cool. Uh, and uh, and so uh, we want to talk a little bit about that. So so what are you noticing is the some of the challenges and the problems that uh, when a first-time client or a soon-to-be client first reaches out to you asking for help, what are you noticing them ask you for? Um, I think they usually feel like they're not sure if their website is working for them. A lot of times they don't think in terms of funnels, or maybe they've heard the word funnel, but they're not really sure what it is or if they need one. But They've been told they should have a website and then they don't know what they're supposed to really put on it or how to know whether it's doing its job. Yeah, and that, that's that's a very common, you know, fear. It's like, oh, I, I, I have this website, I have this, I have that. I don't know if it's even working. And and so that is a very, very common question. And so anything else that you're noticing people uh, come to you with some of the problems and the struggles that they are experiencing? Yeah, I think low sales and the kind of roller coaster feeling that I too have experienced of the up and down inconsistency um, and just the feeling of being scattered, that there's a lot of stuff all over the place and they're always creating new stuff and then they don't know where it 
fits and everything feels kind of bloated and we don't know what to do with it all. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you've been doing some work with book authors and such. Uh, is that primarily who you're working with or is there other groups? Who are you noticing come into your world asking for this help? Yeah, that is true. I have narrowed in on mostly helping coaches and speakers who have published a book or contributed to a multi-author project because as all of us, I am an author myself, we get very focused on that launch and we never think about, well, what happens after the launch? I think we get in our minds that if we just have a big enough launch, then it just takes care of itself for all time. And that is just absolutely not the case. So I've started to develop doing funnels and websites for people's books to help them get more from their book that they invested in and to use it to introduce their other offers and programs. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Because, I mean, if you think about the average price of a book, I mean, what is it like, you know, $20, $30? If you're lucky, it could be more, but probably the average price is is $30 or less. Uh, and so, you know, you got to sell a lot of books, you know, to make a full-time income uh, at that. So are you noticing authors um, ramping up to the volume where that is, that is true? Or um, are they having to create other things on the, on the back end after the book? Oh, yeah, for sure. I would say the book is not really meant to sell. It's not there to make you money. I mean, it's meant to sell, but it's not meant to make you money. It is that loss leader. It's that thing that gets people into your world. So this is one of the reasons why I tend to work with nonfiction authors rather than fiction authors, because when you're a fiction author, the book is it. So all you can do is write more books and more books and more books. And so eventually you have that volume. But with a nonfiction author, you've usually written this book around a topic that you're an expert in and that you hopefully have coaching related to or you have a speech that you give that's related to it. And so the book becomes a great introduction for people. It's like your brand ambassador and it goes out and tells people more about what you believe and what you do and it helps them to get to know you. So when you set it up on your website without the expectation that your money is going to come from the book, hmm then you can use email and getting to know people to help guide them towards your other offers. And they have already gotten to know a lot about you through your book. Mm -hmm. Now, are most people who are coming to you, do they already have those other offers or are you having to explain this to them and help them to create those offers? Um, no, they usually have an offer already. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, because I do these book funnels in one day, I do it as a VIP day. Ooh. So <laughs> <laughs> one day, that sounds pretty awesome. Is super fast. <laughs> <laughs> so I tell people the only thing they need to bring with them is they need to have a PDF of their book. We're not going to give away the whole book. We're going to give a teaser, but pull that teaser out of the PDF. And they need to have an offer that they want to lead people towards. So they got to have that ahead of time before scheduling the day, because by the end of the day, they're going to have a working book funnel that is selling that offer. Um, so I have, you know, I collaborate with a lot of people to fill in the other pieces there because all I do is build that funnel. I write the copy, I design the images, I hook it all together, I write the emails. So it's a lot of stuff, but it's not figuring out your offer and it's not figuring out your social media. 
So I have other people that I recommend for those pieces. Mm -hmm. Well, you mentioned the word collaborate, which is a great segue into the uh, theme of our show. Uh, And, you know, we believe and we want to inspire people to collaborate more and to look for partnerships and a way to work together. And uh, I mean, first question I have for you is how has collaborating with others played a role in growing your business? It has been so pivotal, so important, because I was trying to do all the things myself and burning myself out and feeling like, oh, I got to do these pieces that I don't like. Like, I don't want to launch books. I've done that. I've been there. I self-published my own novel. I've done launches. I don't like it. But I felt like, well, if I'm going to be offering a book funnel, I've got to also have book launches, right? I've got to also have social media management to bring people into that funnel. So it was a long process of narrowing in and sorting to kind of realize that this is the one piece that I'm good at and that I want to do. And there are other people who are great and do these other things. And I can have a relationship with them, oftentimes an affiliate relationship where they can bring clients to me and I can send clients to them and we each benefit from it. So it's like, that's a way better way to do this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I love, you know, I love that you said that you sort of narrowed it down to that one piece that you're really good at. And you know, I've had countless conversations with entrepreneurs and business owners that uh, really struggle with that. They try to do everything and be everything that their client wants or needs. And, you know, it's something that I learned very painfully. Uh, I won't even say at the beginning of my journey, it's more it was more the middle <laughs> of the journey, uh, just because I'm stubborn like that. But um you know, this whole idea of being everything to everyone is it's exhausting. And when you just find that one thing, that one thing that you are the best at and do that, uh, what it, what it was for me is it seemed like it just became so much easier. Is that what you noticed as well? Yeah, sure. And a lot of that had to do with your advice, too, because we were talking and mm. and you were giving me counsel and, uh, you know, it felt it felt like I was in a fog. I was so mired down and confused. So yeah, like you said, once I finally hit on the thing, it was just like everyone around me understood who to refer to me. You know, everybody suddenly understood what I was offering and who it would benefit and was able to speak about it with other people, bring other people to me. So the clarity has been incredible. It's so worth it. Mm -hmm. So then you don't have to worry about things that you aren't your favorite thing to do, or that, and maybe that you aren't within your zone of genius. And you, and and I mitigate my weaknesses, these VIP days, it sounds (laughs) like it's for your benefit as the client, Mm -hmm. but it's really because I struggle with consistency and follow through. So I'll just do it all at once. And then it mitigates my biggest weakness. I think there's so much wisdom in that as well, in terms of, uh, of, of implementing what a client hires you to do. I mean, 
you, we, why do we spread it out over numerous weeks? Well, usually because there's a client load and it's like we meet once a week and then there's tasks and we build up on the, the previous week. And in the coaching business, we would typically do that. But I think in the done for you service business, there's, I really like what you're doing and that doing it all in one day. Cause why does it need to be spread out over weeks and weeks and weeks? So you do the prep and it sounds like now you're just getting it all implemented in one day, which is, which is super cool. So how does this work now with the collaboration? So you're, you're uh, you know, you're focusing in on your zone of genius and which is really the, the funnel and all of that and getting that built. So you leave the end of that day with that done and so, so are there, do you have like other team members or like other people that you work with that bring in other pieces? How does that work? I don't have official team members, but I have follow-up care. So you'll mm. get resources and emails. You'll get recommendations. I have somebody who does done for you social media content. So if you want to just not worry about any of it, you can go to him. I've got somebody who teaches you how to do social media. And I have people who do book launches. So that's sort of more at the at the beginning, although you could use it afterwards because it's never too late to launch a book. Books used to have a shelf life, but they really don't anymore. So you can always relaunch. So, yeah. And then I have like a, a downloadable booklet that I give people that has resources and information about how to bring people to the funnel. So, yeah, it's, I'm very I'm very proud of what I put together. <laughs> Yeah, this sounds awesome. So so you build the funnel and then you've got this the these other partners or collaborators that you recommend based upon what your client needs. That's pretty cool. So that allows you to just focus on what you do best. Now, let's say someone asks you for something or you identify a piece of the puzzle that really isn't going to be fulfilled by you you're you're staying in your lane and then but there's another need that creeps up and you want to you know find a you know, find that piece where do you go looking for that what's your go-to method for when when you know that you need a collaborator or a partner in a certain area of your business what's what's your go-to method for finding them and uh, connecting with them well i've been really blessed to have a huge network of people that I know at this point. And that was, I guess that was a lot of upfront work of, I joined probably five different groups that do networking. And I've been going to networking events multiple times a week, you know, at least five networking events every week over Zoom. Uh, I do like JV directory, speakers playhouse, podcast collaboration. So uh, oh, and Success Champion Network, that one's been a great one for me. Yeah. So yeah, now I, I have all those people that I've been meeting over the last several months. So now if I need a specific person, there's lots of people that I can reach out to and say, hey, do you know somebody who's really good at this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. And, and And I would say that's where I've had really good success as well as attending the various networking groups. And uh, I know we've definitely bumped into each other on some of the same ones. I run one of them. And uh, but there's all these other ones as well. In fact, you mentioned a couple that I don't think I've attended. So I'm going to definitely check those out. And maybe just as a resource, we'll put some links to those uh, down here in the show notes, because, you know, networking 
you know, if you're looking for appointments or, or, or leads or just people to connect with, there's no better way to attend one of these virtual networking events. Even one of them could fill your calendar for two weeks. <laughs> so uh, they, they, in some cases, they work too well. Uh, where I've had weeks where I'm like, okay, I have no empty space in my calendar because the, these groups work super well. So I have so, had to pull back a little bit and like, let's focus on the relationships I already have and like, make sure that those are stable and not like more people, more people, more people. So yeah. Well, you, you and I've talked about this before where it's like this balance between, okay, yeah. you, you, you sell your services. And then once you sell your services, you have to fulfill it. But at the same time, you have to keep selling because once that client yeah. is yeah. done and fulfilled uh, you still need you, you you have to have the next one ready to go. So it's this balancing act uh, usually. And so so but that's cool. And it's nice that this is what I love about your VIP days, too, is well, it's going to open you up a lot more time for that network. I do one VIP day in a week. I can spend the rest of the week doing those activities to meet people, to meet leads, to get in front of people, to make new relationships. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, that's uh, those are all really good suggestions. And we'll make sure we put the links down there for everybody, because, you know, and one of the reasons, Carolyn, that I asked you the question is that, again, our purpose is we want to inspire people not to try to do everything themselves. And I wish that somebody had pulled me aside 30 years ago, maybe even smacked me across the back of the head and said, hey, you're doing too much yourself. <laughs> you're never, ever going to get to where you want to go. or You're never going to reach this big vision, right, by doing everything yourself. And we think that I'm not there yet, so I'm going to do it this way. And then when I have money, I will do it this way, right? And yes. that's not how it works because usually when we're trying to do everything ourselves, you're you, – you get those first couple of clients and now you're busy and it's like, okay, I got to do all the work, but, oh, but I need to keep getting clients. And, and so it's this juggling act. And so there's nothing more freeing than letting go of the parts that are not within your zone of genius, focusing on that one part and either having a partnership or a team member for everything else right and yeah so, and a system one, and this is what a really great thing about the collaboration mm -hmm. is you know i was reluctant because i'm just starting up i don't have the money to hire somebody oh well with collaborations i'm not paying them sometimes they're even paying me for the referral so the collaboration allows you to get this work for your client that you don't have to pay for yeah, that's a, that's amazing. Well, hopefully we are inspiring people to, you know, let go. And in fact, that leads me to another question I'm going to ask. What was that letting go of all of the other stuff like, you know, what, narrowing down? Because I've had numerous conversations with people where I've made that recommendation. They're like, yeah, but what about this? And yeah, what about that? And aren't I limiting myself too much if I only narrow to here? So what was that? What was that process like of you know, first of all, identifying your zone of genius and then really narrowing it down to where that is your primary focus. It was a little scary. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I come to this with my background in poetry. And one of the biggest things that really stood out to me when I was studying poetry was that 
the more specific, the better. And this applies mm-hmm. so much to the niche idea. We we want to appeal to everybody. We want to be broad, but the broader you are, the less people feel like you're speaking to them. Mm-hmm. And when you're writing a poem, you want somebody to relate to it. So you try to be real vague in general, but that doesn't move anybody. It doesn't hit them emotionally. When you're describing like the hair was brown and curly and it doesn't matter that somebody who's reading it doesn't have brown curly hair, they relate to it when you bring in that very specific details and sensory things. And so learning that gave me this basis of understanding that niching down is very powerful because people really know who you're for and you can always be more general later you know it's worth trying to be as narrow as possible first and see what kind of response you get give it some months go all in on that narrow niche and if it's really not working then try one step out but chances are you're going to find that you know especially cuz the internet there's so many people mm. like when I wrote my novel that appealed to the tiniest group. And that was perfect because it was like one of the only people writing books for that tiny group. And so it still sells today, 12 years later because they are underserved. So it's worth at least trying to niche down. Yeah. Amazing. And so, and it sounds like it's very freeing as well. I mean, right. And so when you really get that clarity and you really get that focus thing, you get to become known for it. You get to have people saying like, Oh, you have a book. I know the person you need to talk to. Exactly. Now think about, you know, when you first start your business and you know, that constant search for clients and where are they? But you said it right there, become known for a thing, right? And that thing can change, right? You can rebrand yourself, but go out there and get known for a thing. And then the clients come to you versus you going to go get them. So I think that's super cool. So thank you for answering the questions about that, because, you know, it's this whole journey of business is a giant personal development exercise. And I'm of the firm belief that my business does not grow more than I'm able to grow myself. And, you know, that is mindset, that is overcoming fears. It's also allowing myself to to uh, think bigger and to believe things that are possible. And that over the last 30 years in business, that is actually what it's been for me. And so... So I like to ask a little bit about that and and inspire people, not just to look for tactics and ideas to grow their business, but for ideas that can help to grow themselves. And uh, in along the way, I have been blessed with having some really great mentors and really great coaches along the way. And so I want to ask you, you know, who is a, who is a, a coach or a mentor? Uh, and I know you wanted to say me, and I'm not allowing you to say that. Uh, and so it has lot. to be someone else. Uh, it, it has to be someone else uh, that you recommend that other people uh, check out and learn from. Uh, I definitely have to say Jackie Simmons. Mm. Are you familiar with her? Mm-hmm. 
She is a TEDx speaker and she does a lot of work in suicide prevention, but she also teaches some absolutely amazing things in emotional regulation and shifting your emotions. And it was absolutely life-changing for me. Wow. Excellent. Uh, that That's a great recommendation. And, you know, one of the reasons I asked that question is, uh, you know, it's, it reminds me of who else is out there. Sometimes uh, I hear about people that I haven't heard of before, but our audience as well, we want to expose them to teachers and mentors and guides that are out there doing amazing work that they're not the famous ones. They're not the ones that you hear about every day, but they're amazing people who can help you to get what you want faster and easier than doing it on your own. So highly recommend getting a mentor, getting a coach and learning from others. And, you know, my attitude is that I'm on a lifelong journey of learning. Uh, part of that is getting information from books. And there, there's been some amazing books. Uh, I'm actually reading one right now from 1925. Uh, but there's a lot of good, uh, you know, current books as well. So I want to ask you, Carolyn, uh, you know, if you're if you're speaking to entrepreneurs and business owners right now uh, and you had to recommend just one book as a must read book, which one would you recommend? I happen to have it right here because I always keep mm. it near my desk. I really love this book. It it's so encouraging because it teaches about the power of small, consistent effort over time. It's called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, mm -hmm. turning simple disciplines into massive success and happiness. Awesome. Discipline. One of the word discipline, but <laughs> it's like habits. And, and it's so encouraging because I think a lot of self-help books can be overwhelming with like, well, all you got to do is think positive all the time and write five pages every morning, like these huge things. And the idea that your small, everyday, tiny actions can actually begin to build up into something cumulative is just, it's a relief. Yeah, you know, I, I really like that you recommended this book. And it's kind of a social experiment as well, because there's been very, very few duplicates in over 60 interviews that I've done now. There's only been maybe three or four episodes where someone has mentioned a book that someone else has mentioned. So this list keeps growing. And it's interesting that you mentioned Jeff Olson, because I actually had the pleasure of meeting Jeff Olson in the early 90s, uh, when I was part of a, a network marketing company. And he, he was amazing. To, he gives great seminars. I don't know if he still does seminars. And he's not someone that is, I would say, overly famous. I mean, you, you really learn about Jeff through word of mouth. Uh, maybe you were involved in a network marketing business. He's, he's transcended that now. I mean, so much of his work uh, is, is outside of the network marketing industry. But really, that's where I got, you know, so, so many great uh, nuggets of wisdom from him. One thing that Jeff said to me in the mid-90s that really stood out to me he said that ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice, right? Ooh. Ignorance on, on fire is better than knowledge on ice. In other words, friggin' go for it, man. You don't need to have all the information. You need to just go out there. You can learn as you go. 
And uh, look, there's no amount of preparation that is going to uh, make things easier. There's no amount of preparation that is going to, uh, you know, take away the risk of failure. The only risk of failure there is, is your inability to act, you know, that inability to put things into uh, practice. So I love this recommendation, Carolyn. I really appreciate you bringing up Jeff's book. I have not read that book, but it reminds me of the time that I met Jeff. So I, I should probably go back You're and like read it. that one. <laughs> so, like so that's now on the must read list. Thank you. Uh, so look, Carolyn, this has been amazing. Uh, you shared some great tips here and anyone here who is uh, a book author that especially nonfiction, if you have written a book and it really didn't live up to expectations, by the way, you can relaunch the book. Carolyn did say it in this episode. You can relaunch a book. You should probably reach out to her. Uh, if you're writing one right now and, and you need help with the marketing, again, reach out to Carolyn. Or if you're thinking about a book and you're putting together that plan, probably a good idea to speak to Carolyn as well so you can get some clarity uh, around that. So, so Carolyn, uh, what, if anybody here resonates with that and would like to get more information and connect with you, uh, I know we're going to have the links to your thing in the show notes. And if you're watching this on video, there's going to be buttons just beneath this video. But uh, what what's the next step for them in terms of reaching out to you? Well, I actually have a short ebook about book funnels. So you can book funnel while you're book funneling. Uh, very meta. So <laughs> <laughs> that is at financiallyfreeauthor.com slash ebook. And I have given Chuck a coupon code to make it free. So you can put that in the show notes because I forget what I put. But um, it's, you know, $4.99 and it comes with some printable worksheets and a video training, some other resources just to help you understand how a book funnel works and what it's all about, what it can do for you. And then, of course, if you don't feel like figuring out how to put all this together yourself or take the time to do it. I can do it for you in just one day. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that's a great step. Go download that uh, ebook and uh, you'll see the link and the coupon code just beneath the video or in the show notes. And I'll tell you what, if you go and you do that, email me back and just with your confirmation that you've done that and I'll send you an additional free gift. How about that? And so uh, you'll see the information, my contact information right here beneath the video and in the show notes for the podcast episode. So uh, that's how much I trust Carolyn and I know you'll be in good hands. And and so, so hope that helps. So uh, please do go reach out to Carolyn. And again, to my guest, Carolyn, thank you so much for your information and and uh, sharing your stories. We gave some really great advice for uh, book authors today. Uh, we also got a little vulnerable and shared stories about, you know, what the entrepreneurial journey is like. So that's been amazing. And uh, if you were to leave our audience here with just one final piece of advice or words of wisdom, uh, what would you leave them with? I would say it all works. Choose something and go all in on it. I think my biggest mistake and the mistake a lot of people make is shiny object syndrome, seeing something else and going, oh, maybe that will be easier. Maybe this will be better. Dig deep where you are. All of these marketing tactics work. 
when you are bringing your all to them. Very well said and excellent words to uh, end this episode by. So Carolyn, thank you so much for being my special guest here today. And to my audience, uh, look, um, none of this makes a difference if you don't take action. So uh, take Carolyn up on her generous offer to get the uh, ebook that's going to teach you how to market your book. Uh, and uh, so go ahead and do that. And uh, make sure you come back here for the next episode. In the meantime, never give up on your big dream. Keep moving forward. Keep being awesome. You're doing great. And the, what you're doing is something that the world needs. And uh, even though we've never met, I know that that's true. And I do hope that our paths cross at some point or another. And uh, with that, uh, we will sign off and we will see you here for the next one. This episode is brought to you by the Collaborators Toolkit. If you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, our free Collaborators Toolkit contains the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday business challenges and to access highly effective ideas that can grow your business exponentially. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to our show. You can get free instant access to the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting our website at www.collaboratorsunite.com forward slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Register today and I'll see you on the inside.